You're listening to You Play A What, a podcast by a musician for musicians. My name is Vincent and I play the euphonium. Join me as I sit down with successful musicians to talk about their specialization, inspirations, and career developments. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 53 of You Play A What. I hope all of you are well. So over the last one year of COVID shenanigans, I actually avoided and did not have the need to be tested. And all that is about to change as wind and brass instructors who are teaching in schools are obligated to do COVID tests prior to our classes. This applies to all instructors who will be teaching unmasked or are working with students who will be unmasked during the class. So apparently we are required to do this once every two weeks. I sign up for my session to be tested and I am not looking forward to it. But you know the things you do to teach, right? So on to today's episode. My guest today is Ron Tan. He is the founder of the Inclusive Arts Movement, an organization that aims to inspire and promote equality between the differently abled and generally abled through the performing arts. Ron himself is a self-taught pianist and is 80% deaf and it hasn't stopped him from performing and composing. I really enjoyed this chat and the energy and passion Ron brought to the conversation. So in this episode, we spoke about the work and services provided by the inclusive arts movement, which includes performances, team building workshops, and pivoting into a digital landscape. His motivation to provide differently able performers a platform to showcase their talent and perform. What music means to him and why he chose to be a practitioner despite his oral impairment and how music helped him build up his self-esteem. Responding to negativity with an open mind and calmness, restoring dignity to the differently abled community, and providing a platform for them to be integrated into society. Collaborating and interacting with differently abled persons in a sensitive and empathetic manner, developing his social and community portfolio over the years along with inclusive arts movement and the future for the inclusive arts movement. Enough from me now. Please enjoy this episode of You Play A What with Ron. My guest today was dealt a less than ideal hand from the very beginning, but he refused to succumb to adversity and fought his way through some of the negativity of non-believers. He has displayed courage by choosing to lead and convene a community that he cares about deeply. This has led him to become the founder of the Inclusive Arts Movement, an organization that aims to provide a platform for the differently abled and generally able to work together, promoting an inclusive atmosphere and uniting them through a common passion. Welcome to the show, Ron. How are you doing today? I'm feeling good. I think uh, this few days has been 
winning quite a bit. Yes. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, everybody's kind of like stuck at home and all. Mm. And then those who are going out for exercise, they can't really do it. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I do encourage everybody to tune in and listen to more podcasts like this <laughs> during this time. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Right, we're off to a really, really great start huh, with your advertisement. And yeah. so, <laughs> I, I must say, uh, thank you so much for taking time out to come onto the show and chat uh, and chat with me. Uh, we've got no plenty to, to talk about here today. So I thought I, we'll just begin with some of the work and services that Inclusive Arts Movement provides. So let's start out with the performance front. And please correct me if I'm wrong in any way. Yep. So the organization sure. has a talent roster. And if things were normal, you can actually mm. hire these musicians to perform at live events. Yeah. Okay, so obviously with this whole uh, pandemic situation, things has changed. So talk to us about how this idea came about. Sure. Thanks for the question. I think uh, likewise, many of the musicians in Singapore who are in the performance scenes have probably um, suffered a setback from this situation. So they probably find themselves in a struggle to find avenues and platforms uh, to perform and showcase their talents. So mm. what happened for us is then because we perform part-time, okay. so we don't really have performers who rely on us fully okay and 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 it's like this is their full time we also don't we don't buy performers with contract mm. so they are free and easy to do pretty much whatever they want okay. so having said that um the first thing that i would like to share with everybody is that performers like us uh, it's very important to know that we are not and we are not someone who have the who needs to you know uh, adhere to anyone's beliefs or vision that a company is only sustainable with them on board in a in a full time basis or in a contractual basis. Mm. Okay. But we are allowed to do whatever we want mm. uh, as long as we as long as it's permits. So right. in this case, I've. As we all know, the local scenes might be a bit challenging mm. for some musicians like us. So some, most of us needs to have another full-time job Yes, just to support and just to carry on what we love to do. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I always tell my performers that you are free to explore and do whatever you want. Mm. In Inclusive Arts Movement, we only come in to help you for what you have work hard for and what you have believed and what you are passionate about. Okay. So we help you by, you know, uh, linking you up with clients or people who are looking for entertainment solutions, mm. people who are looking for team building, uh, which I will share further on what we do later on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. Uh, part of the, the, the pivot into more digitalization and more digital concerts yeah. over this yeah. last one year, 
I, yep. I understand that you guys also do video productions and a lot of yep. this uh, digital production of concerts in-house. Yep. So yep. Uh, was this service already available mm. prior to the pandemic mm. or was this something that came up after mm. uh, the, the spike in yep. the need to have digital shows? Thanks, thanks for that. I will go into this in a bit. Um, something, I will just carry on with sharing what leads to the digital scenes and what leads to the decision to transit digitally as well. Mm. So, what happened was, uh, like I mentioned, our performers are not bound to contracts, which means they are sort of like a part-time performer and such, right? But it doesn't mean that they are not struggling to make a profit or rather to make a living mm. in Singapore society. So then a question that comes up to my head was, how can I help them better to the best that I can? Right. We all know that, or rather most of us know that, or most of my friends know that I'm doing this alone. Mm. And it's really very difficult to find someone with the same mindset, same passion, and the right skill sets to work hand in hand with me on this. Mm. So the next question would then, of course, be how much can I do in order to support these differently able individuals yep. in order to, to, to have them earn at least uh, a bit more income, mm. yeah, despite the challenges faced in our society. Right. So I thought that the only right thing to do is to help push up their names in the sense that we put some marketing value to it. Okay. So what I'm saying is, for example, my drummer, he is now able to, let's say he now has over 10,000 followers, or let's say he has already an existing client base of maybe... 10 MNCs who regularly engage him for his drums, his ads, his, his, his performance service. So then he can then consider self-sustainable, mm. right? Okay. Inclusive arts movement can come in to support or do not necessarily need to be part of this support, mm. right? By that time, we do not necessarily need to be part of this support, right? right? But... If, if my drummer would like inclusive arts movement to come in and help him manage the administrative stuff or manage, you know, liaising with the clients and so, we'll be happy to do it. Mm. Yeah, but this is entirely up to our community. In other words, people like our drummers, people who are our performers, it's entirely up to them how much they want us to be involved in. Okay. So that's the truth of our company. Right. We, don't, we don't go by... Honestly, we don't go by that book of, you know, uh, sustainability that you have to sign some contractual terms or whatever, so that you mm. protect yourself. Yeah. Right. That is important. But to me, in my community, trust is a bigger factor. Okay. Than just building contractual uh, type of uh, mm. uh, documents just to keep yourself safe. Sure. Yeah. So, for, so it really depends what, what you are doing. Okay. It really depends. So, Having said that, I decided to do videos. I decided to pivot digitally during the pandemic because I feel like my performance needs more exposure. Mm. So the question would be, 
what exposure, what kind of exposure do you need? Where can you get this exposure and how do you do it? Right? Who do you pitch to? Yeah, and why why do you want to do it? Yeah. So you have all these questions in your head and then you have to just write down all your answers. For example, you know that creativity might be a next bit in mm. after technology, might be even be the next industrial revolution. Right. Yeah. Do you want to start early or do you want to start late? So obviously start early. Mm. When you want to start, start now because it's a <laughs> pandemic, right? Yeah, exactly. So make use of the opportunity to do what you can since you can't do what you already have been doing. Mm. In my case, I can't already perform. So I will then venture into doing videos that can help support our portfolio to sell to clients in future. Mm. So that's just one of the ways. Yeah. So when we came up with when I came up with the digital plan, I laid out on my mind map what are the kind of videos I want to do. Right. Mm. So the answer would then be getting the demand of the market. Knowing the demand of the market. So I realized that at that point of time that there was a lot of people asking around for team building activities and they are looking for meaningful team building activities. Mm. Right, because corporates are in their day-to-day job on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. and have no time to even spend on knowing a little bit more about people like us or the society or the environmental danger that they are in now or anything that's actually, you know, important in their life. So Correct. They are, they are very uh, centered around their, yes. their work, right? And, and it's not their fault. That. Yeah, yeah, It's absolutely. nobody's fault. Yes. And it's not a bad thing because mm. it's how society is. Mm. But if you want to really play our part to remind society on what's really important, right? It takes two hands to clap. Yep. Yeah. So, mm. I decide to play my part by building a program, a mm. team building program that help spread awareness. Instead of complaining every day that yeah, these people don't know about us, lah, don't know how to use the right terms about terminology about people who are visually impaired or people who are hearing impaired or they don't know when to use the right word all right. these things mm. I don't need to I don't need to complain right. I just need to act upon it yep. because the more I complain the more people will run away from us Yeah, truth to be told mm. okay truth and, to be told and there is, you te- you're telling yourself a negative story in your mind right that yeah nobody understands and then that can unravel into something that is deeper what does negativity brings you to? It doesn't bring you anywhere. Yeah, exactly. It just brings you down. Yeah. So what's the point of, of staying there, right? Correct. Absolutely. It's not easy to get out of negativity, mm. but it's good to know that there's no point in it. Yeah. 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 And it's, and I just want to share this thing on this topic. Mm. This is a advice to anyone out there. And it's not an advice because I'm a professional, but rather an advice that I believe can be useful to anyone. Okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad. This is what I want to tell anyone out there. It is okay to be sad. But it's just how long you want to be sad. Do you want to be sad for one day? Do you want to be sad for two days? How long do you want to be sad? And when do you want to pick yourself back up? Yeah. Right. So hmm. this is just that's something that I wish to share. Yeah. Absolutely. But back, but back to the digital pivoting. Uh, why I pivot digitally? I think the pandemic is really a good opportunity mm. for the performers. So I immediately went to source for funding. That's the first thing that I did. Mm. 
Yeah. Because that is my first big question mark. Where to get the bam money, right? Right. <laughs> it's always about money. Yeah, the equipment and yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. Then after that, the second thing that I had in mind was how do I do this video recordings and how do I get people to, to do the audio recording. Lucky for me, my network is not too bad. So I got I got someone to help me with the music. Right. Uh, wanted to do it myself, but then I realized that I, I have too many things to manage. Yeah, you kill yourself if you end up doing it yeah. <laughs> by yourself, right? And then the next thing I did was to find a videographer who can edit. Mm. However, I realized that for the videography aspect, it didn't quite work out to my direction. Okay. It's not a videographer's fault, but it's rather something that I want and I ambition and I wasn't able to pitch myself across enough and accurately so that the videographer can execute whatever that I ambition it to be. Right. So what happened was I took up video editing. I went to ask... This was the biggest thing that I did for 2020. I went to ask around everyone how to do this, how to do that. Give me advice on how to, to make it better, you know. Mm. And I just, and anybody who gave me like advice on on the video and say that the video is good, I will tell them to shut up. Just give me <laughs> the bad piece of comments that you are hiding inside, all right? <laughs> right. So, okay. so, so it's true. So those that never give me uh a good advice, I stop asking them for advice. Okay. And when I say good advice, it means telling me something that is bad in the video. Right, right. So some some constructive criticisms. Yeah. Yes, I broadcast to over 100 over people for my very first video. I just like, get all the criticism. Do you know now, I only send to 10 people. Only 10 people will give me a constructive advice on how this can be better. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you go to my Facebook on inclusive arts movement, you can see the videos mm. timeline from the very first video, which is our stay home music video, to our latest video, which is a dance video. Yeah, how it has evolved during twenty twenty, mm. you will realize that there were so many things that changed here and there. Yep, and ultimately the final video that was being done, mm. it was actually edited by me. Right, totally. Okay. It was edited and was produced and directed by me. Mm. And it wasn't easy at all. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Let me share with you. This last video, eh, this was supposed to be just a dance video without the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. So to all the listeners out there, have a look at the video. And, and, and now it's with the lyrics. But what I want you to do is go and have a look and go and, and, and ask yourself... What would it be like without the lyrics? Yeah. Mm. And I will have to give thanks to one of my friend, uh, she's called Clara, if she wants the credit. Right. <laughs> she actually said that why not include the lyrics inside using using some software like, out mm. there. So I went on to uh, to to get the software and learn the software. I still have to learn how to implement it. Yeah. And then I did the lyrics and I thought, oh, it looks so much more different. So much more perfect. Mm. And do you know why this is the biggest project of my life? Yeah. Or not really of my life, but maybe for 2020. Okay. This is the biggest project of 2020. Not because I managed to learn how to do all these lyrics. I managed to learn how to edit this video. This is the biggest project because I managed to impact someone's life after this video. Mm. 
yeah, that is why I really want to share this video to everyone out there and anyone out there. I'm not asking for a call to action. I'm not asking for anything return. Just have a look. Yeah. And you will be able to feel something and understand something. Mm. Yeah. This boy, he's called Ruben. His mom gave me permission to share about this. Mm. Ruben is a dancer with Down syndrome. Yep. Before the video happened, alright, because of COVID, okay, I believe anyone or everyone, not just Ruben, you will tend to feel a bit more low self-esteem. And you don't get the opportunity to get out of the house and do things that you usually do. And you start to dwell in some negativeness, which might happen time and time. Right. Ruben is one of the so-called victims as whoever that feels the same way. So imagine that you are in the same shoes as him and you already go through several challenges such as discrimination or having no fans, you know, or mm. feeling a bit more alone, things like that, you know. And maybe you even have depression. Yeah. So these are the challenges that, you know, Ruben has went through at a point of time. I'm not specifying that it's depression or whatsoever, but these are just some of the things that he has went through. Mm. Imagine that after the video, after six months or rather five months of telling him that he can do it and believing in him, when no one believes in him, when almost no one's believes in him, he managed to pull it across. He managed to practice for the dance moves and he managed to appear on a video day. He managed to finish a whole day of video shoot and he was panting and he was breathing yeah. so hard throughout the whole day. Mm. He was working his ass off for the video at points that he wanted to give up and give us a hug and he carried on again. Can you imagine that? Mm. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And then at the end of the video, you know what Ruben's mom told me? If you are listening to this, Linda, thank you. You told me this. You told me this. You told me that we saved his life. Mm. This forwards, we saved his life, means a lot to all of us and the dancers. It means a lot. Yeah. I tell you why. We usually work for money, am I right? We usually put in our effort for money, which mm. is not long enough, right? But then we use the money for what? We use the money to makan, <laughs> use the money enjoyment. to buy a house. Yeah, yeah. And the things enjoyment. that we yeah. After we enjoy, what's next? The loop, so, right? Uh, you go again, yeah. you earn more money. <laughs> There's a loop. The yeah. yeah. Okay, it's happiness, yes. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say here is when people tell us things that, that hits us in the heart, that makes us feel alive as a human, Alright, that makes us feel that this is why we are living, this is why we are even alive in this earth. Okay? This happiness goes a long way. This feeling goes a long way. Mm. And I call it, and this is what I call it, long-term happiness. Right. And this is also the very reason why I did Inclusive Arts Movement. Yeah. Because I strongly believe in long-term happiness. Mm. I strongly believe in the returns of, you know, uh, what we impact other people's life and how we feel about it, even if they don't say thank you or anything is fine, you know that it changed someone's life, that's all to it. Yeah. And that's fuel for your motivation to continue doing the work that yes, you do, right? right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, you 
you've brought up some really interesting points regarding the organization and how it works and some of your thought process. And I, I just want to go back to the fact that you you have mentioned that a particular mm. uh, performer or, or a talent yep. in a roster, yep. once things start to pick up for them, uh, in your terms, maybe they are self-sustainable, they've gotten a, a basic or a, yep. a fundamental clientele, they have now the option to continue uh, with uh, working with the, the organization or they have this option to be independent and fly on their own, yeah. right? And I think that that is great because, yeah. you know, everything is so kind of, it's flexible. And I, you know, mm. I, I think, I don't know for you, but it sounds like really the point of having this organization is to eventually have this talent being able to be self-sustainable and be independent. And yeah. the fact that they can be independent doing what they love, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so it's just a starting point for them, right? Yeah, and uh, moving on to the, the workshops that you have created. So um, yeah. I, I understand that there is a, th this workshop is quite interesting for me. And I've, like, like you yeah. said, I've, I've watched the videos on your, on your Facebook yeah. page and all the, vi the videos that you mentioned of uh, Ruben yeah. and the dance, uh, yeah. uh, the dance production. Uh, I will yeah. share the link on the, the show notes of uh, of the podcast and the episode sure. absolutely sure. but uh, yeah. going back to the workshop you also have a, a video that explains what is mm -hmm. happening inside yes. the workshop so okay. maybe let's go a little bit deeper on that what has been the feedback or the impact of mm -hmm. these people who have attended these workshops what do you hear mm -hmm. most from them that they have learned yeah. Yeah. thanks for that question uh, the workshop is also another video uh, with similar objectives and what we have done for women and the rest of the performers. Mm. Uh, the objective itself is of course then to pitch to anyone out there who are looking for performances to engage us and also looking for team building elements, in this case a workshop, mm. to engage us. So this is the objective of doing a video. But what is the other inner objectives of the workshop? That would be the bigger question, uh, which I believe would interest everybody. Mm. Let me ask the audience or anyone else out there a question. Don't you answer them, but just <laughs> ask, just, just answer them in your in your head. Yeah, yeah. you ask see them. random people speaking on the train by themselves <laughs> with their headphones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so the question is: How often do you have the burning question on how do I react or how do I interact? with people with disabilities or the differently able individuals. Yeah. What happens when I see someone who is visually impaired and wish to cross the road? What happens if I see someone who's partially deaf or who seems to be not hearing me very well? Do mm. I ask that he's deaf? Do I ask that she's deaf? Right. How do I approach them? You know, things like that. So mm. these are all very difficult questions that you don't get to usually ask but my workshop gives you a platform to do so. Right. And it's really, with Paisik, you don't need to worry anything. It's just us. Mm. And we, as differently able individuals or people with disabilities, we will be very happy to answer them. Because the people who are involved in the workshops are people that I also told them the same thing. It takes two hands to clap. You don't complain. Uh. You complain, complain, people will <laughs> run, run away from you. Right. 
So you come in, you join us together for lunch, for dinner, whatsoever, we will be very happy to answer our questions. Mm. Because our mindset is in the right place at the right time with you. Right. Yeah. So the first day of the workshop is for you to ask all the difficult questions and for you to understand uh, people like us through the arts. So that's the other interesting thing. Mm. Yeah. How through the arts you can actually understand about more about people like us and what we do and what is able, you know, mm. through the arts. What what is what makes us able through the arts. So in this case we do music, right? So band performance in other words. Mm. So on the second day, right, we are teaching how to play instruments. And you don't and you don't need to be scared about learning all these instruments at all. Mm. Because they are really simple instruments. So just stop you there for a moment. Huh? Sure. So this means that you don't need any prior music background to participate in these workshops, right? So this workshop is designed for anyone with yes. or without music background to participate. Just to yeah. make that clear. Yeah. yeah. You mm. you can have musical background. You don't have, it's fine. Both is fine. Yeah. So we will let you choose three instruments mm. to learn. And it's up to you what instruments you want to learn. Right. Then from there, you will be able to learn from us how to play the instruments. And it's going to be very simple style of playing. Yet, it sounds pleasant. Mm. All right. For those who understand a little bit more about uh, music, basically what I'm saying is that you will be learning chord progression by itself, but singular chord, and there will be all rhythmic, so repeated chord progressions throughout the song. Mm. Yeah. And it's simple enough for you to learn, but also enjoyable as well and challenging enough for those who wish to uh, learn something new and start learning for the first time. Right. So, it just takes a few sessions or maybe even one session. It depends on the timeline or uh, how much time you have for this workshop. Mm. Yeah, and after this session is over, right? you can have dinner with us or before the session begins, you will also have breakfast with us, lunch with us. Talk to us, bond with us, be friends with us, mm. be a community with us. It goes a long way. Right. Trust me, it goes a long way. So... From here on, you will be friends with us and you will then perform with us on a stage on the last day. Can you imagine that? Mm. <laughs> From strangers to friends to a band right. performing on stage mm. for the audience, whoever the audience are. So very simple. On the final day, right, whether you want to do a video or you want to perform your dinner and dance, or maybe your wedding and you you, you thought about how you went through this process of, you know, working with us, very touching experience, you know, working with us. Don't know, who knows, maybe the bride or the groom, one then one of you all do community engagement with the PWDs and in the nature of your work, you want your wedding to be something right. <laughs> meaningful. Yeah. Uh, going too much into ideas. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so this, these are how things can develop and allow, and at the end of the day, you allow yourself to build a community with us, perform with us, and enjoy the process. And of course, if it's a video, you can bring back home and it'll be a memory of a lifetime. Mm. For companies, if you want a video to be customized to your corporate angle or social responsibility angle, you feel the talk to us. We can do that as well. Okay. Yeah. So, 
at the end of the day, we do not just end off in the performance. Mm. We invite you to join us in a Telegram group chat or a Facebook group. Right. And you will be with us forever. And then our community will expand. And trust me, there will be a day in the group is thousands of people forever. Mm. They can have their own subgroups. They will have their own clique, go out together, go have fun. You will have your own friends. You yeah. are not. You are no longer... Singapore is no longer a society that, you know, uh, people like us, people with disability find it hard to, you know, mingle in the society just mm. as, you know, who knows, maybe in a Telegram group chat, this person say, hey, I play Mobile Legends, eh? hey, you play or not? Oh, right. I play also, I play yeah, also. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we play together, go link, copy, play together. Uh, mm. uh, then the other person, I don't know, uh, like to go to a library, go be good together, yeah. all kind of things. Yes. We find a common interest, common hobby, come together, mm. go out together. I believe it should be much more integrated afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think uh, it, it's really amazing how you speak so passionately about what you envision and really what all these different uh, services and projects that you're doing with the organization and how it's seeking to create the, the difference that you envision in the future. Yeah. Of course, putting the work in now so that we can reap the, the rewards for the future, right? And I think, and absolutely, what you mentioned about understanding, I think a lot of times people are probably, I don't know if the word is afraid, when, when, they, when they don't know or when they are not comfortable, they, they tend to react in some very strange ways. And yeah, yeah it, and I think having this platform to uh, learn and reduce anxiety. Yeah, it helps and, reduce this anxiety. Correct, and have the knowledge of and yeah. different communities and how uh, they live their lives and the problems that they are facing, and to yeah. perhaps also break some uh, barriers. Barriers and your preconceptions of how they are yeah. as people, yeah. right? Yeah. And to see them as equal. Yeah. 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 Like I said, all these uh, wonderful materials and uh, content that you've created on uh, your Facebook page will be shared in the link on the show notes. For, so yes. those of you who are curious about what we've been talking about, feel free to check uh, Inclusive Arts Movement out. So links will all be provided in the show notes. From here, I, I want to move on to maybe something that is a little bit more, uh, more about your life prior to mm. inclusive arts movement, right? So let's talk about bartending, something that is uh, that sounds quite fun, <laughs> right? So uh, you lived as a bartender for a couple of years, I believe. So yeah. uh, what's it like living on the other side of the clock? The other side of the clock is the perfect way to describe it. So, <laughs> so that was pretty much uh, jobless at one point of time. Right. So And this was coming was out of school or...? This was coming out after my first job, so okay, so it was pretty much jobless. So I went into bartending, but mm. before that, I was already a barista. Okay, so I was I was doing part time when I was studying, and that was how I managed to uh, also fit off some of my bills. Mm. Yeah, so that was the time that I managed to overcome challenges. Uh, to be able to at least graduate with a diploma, so right, so right, yeah, and um, 
so I was doing barista and then that was how I got started with uh, learning how to do the bar. So mm. what happened was I was actually put on the floor. So being the waiter, being the service crew, but I'm 80% deaf. So I couldn't really hear like what people were saying all the time. And mm. I think there were moments that I took wrong orders and that really led to a very bad situation. So then I had the option to take up barista, but I only had like two weeks to <laughs> learn everything. Okay. So pretty crazy, right? So yeah. had to go inside and tell the manager, oh, yeah, I'm coming in today. Why? You are not, you are not supposed to come in today. You are, you are not in the roster. Oh no, I come here to learn. Uh, I need to talk to the bartender to understand a bit more. Right, uh, right. Okay, okay. So you work for free? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, so, when, when it's free, everything is okay, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. So she was giving me the very like skeptical look, like, you know what? Right. I, I'm, I'm there to yeah. want to have pretty girls or what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You got nothing better to do in an off day or something. But I right? really suffered. Yeah, I really suffered too because I, I'm really a very slow learner at that time. Right. And I was, I, I, I go home every day with nightmares because like how much I feel lowly of myself, you know, like I can't do this. I feel mm. worried that I cannot be part of society. Right. And I feel, I feel accosted. Yeah. So like nobody really wants to, to be my friends or so during that time. Mm. But after two weeks, I managed to do it, became barista. Then after that, a few years down the road as a part-timer, I became very good friends with the manager, became very good friends with uh, the, the people there. Mm. Yeah. And meet some friends. You know, and of course, meet some enemies as well. I mean, everywhere you meet enemies, right? <laughs> you have naysayers, you have. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's really a whole a whole life experience for me working as a part time barista. Mm. Uh, and it was over six years working there, and then um, it was very interesting because yeah, the place that I work at also gave me a gave me an opportunity to do. There was this documentary that they want that channel eight wanted to do of me a while back and and they gave me a chance to to uh, talk about the experience that I had. Yeah. Right. Uh, as a as a barista, mm. uh, the challenges that I faced uh, within the shop premises itself. Uh, so mm. that was nice of them. Uh, appreciate that. Um so after that I went on to start my first uh, full time job. Yeah and I Give thanks a lot to my to my work experience in in that part time job to be able to adapt to the working environment in my full time job. Yeah. Right. But being a first job, there were a lot of things to learn as well. Yeah. Mm. So took quite a bit of time also to adapt and understood how the society and how the system works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I left the job. Yeah. Mm. So I left the job and I went into the other side of the clock, which is doing bartending. Right. Uh, that was a, that was another total eye opener for me. Mm. Uh, I managed to learn what they call a speed bar handling. I'm not really well versed in that yet because before I could master everything, uh, a few things happened. So, uh, so the job got, got stopped. Yeah. Okay. So during this whole period, I was also doing a couple of other jobs, and I also tried doing my I tried starting my own bar handling business as well. Mm. Um which I realized wasn't in the market demand, so I stopped doing it after a while. Right. Uh, 
so I tried to do this home, this home, uh, what do you call that? Portable bartending business where people who have birthday parties or what runs a bartender who can give like free, free flow cocktail drinks at their chalets or their house. You ah, know? So okay. Okay. I thought the idea was really interesting, but right. there was no demand at the end. So after like three or four engagements, I stopped yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, because those well, underage yeah. drinkers that secretly drink cannot hire you, right? <laughs> That's true. Uh, you need to have a license and yeah. So, But yeah. pretty much doing it as a freelance. I still have some equipment at home. So if anyone's interested in you know this... Yeah, uh, I, I see. Uh, I see those bottle yeah. on on your top shelf behind you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's sorry, I'm selling a bit of my side thing because I still have things in my drawer. So if you guys need something like that, just follow to me. As well. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, back to the back to the point. Um, I was on a hiatus in mm. inclusive arts movement for about six years, just because I also thought that I need to focus more on uh, a money aspect of life. Right making money and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So when things were better in 2019, I went back yeah, from, from bartending and all the other part-time jobs, like carrying cargoes and things like that. Mm. I went back to IM and revamped the model in 2019. Okay. Yeah. And things were going well. And it went well for the two months, November, December, and COVID happened. Let me right. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, my favorite drink is gin and tonic. Can you give me some tips to to make a good gin and tonic? I would say gin and tonic, as you say, it's already there by itself. Yeah. Because tonic is tonic. Right? Yes. The best I can tell you is uh, organic tonic tastes different from the ones that uh, are mass produced, like right. your Shreps. FNN. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we go for fever tree or something. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and, yeah, and different tonic. Uh, match with different jeans. So you have your botanical jeans. You also have your uh, butterfly pea jeans and Hendrix and those kids. So mm. it really depends. So some tonics are actually infused with certain flavorings. Yeah. Yeah. So it really depends on p- different perspective. Yeah. Mm. Like for me, I'm after the flavor. So usually I like things like the butterfly pea. Yeah. Okay. So. I usually mix mix with uh elderflower tonic, so right. they have that in supermarkets or online. Uh, okay. yeah. Besides that, uh, do explore tonic with other alcohols as well, because I think that will open your idea on what gin is really about. Mm. So, for example, if you match dark rum and tonic, it, it tastes pretty much like almost the same and even more flavorful. Okay. And that's where you start realizing that <laughs> why is it gin and tonic is so popular when <laughs> rum and tonics, not rum and tonics, uh, taste right. kind of like more intriguing. But again, yeah. it depends on everybody's preference. But right, right. Yeah, uh, you, you can be out more about gin. Uh, they actually need a bit space to like uh, do gin. So mm. Singapore local distillery. Yes. Um, Brass Lion, right? I, I, yeah. yeah. I, uh, the way they do it is, is also correct, but there's different methods to do it. Like, mm. yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a whole book, like, so you can go with a, a bit right. more. And, okay. yeah, I can't probably share everything. Yeah. Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think you, what, what you mentioned about this sort of misunderstanding when it comes to for example, for you not being able to hear clearly the orders and then mm. uh, things start to unravel. Yeah. 
it, it's something that we really want to avoid, but yet at the same time, it's it, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, right. And because be um, just to share with you, uh, over mm. the the last couple of years, basically my mum had a mm. growth in. Okay. Uh, I think one one side of her brain that okay. affected her hearing. So basically, on mm. on her left side, uh, mm. she is completely uh, deaf. Yeah. The left ear can't hear mm. anything at all. So yeah. you you know the complication that that creates, right? Yeah. Your orientation mm. of where sound is coming from is completely yeah. lost, and of course yeah. you you can't hear that much. So she she was doing her usual marketing during the weekend, yeah, and then this um, auntie from behind her, yeah, yeah who yeah. wanted to to get to something. And of course, my mom missed her, maybe excuse yep. me or whatever. Then she got mad and then she like shouted at, at her. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after finding out that she is deaf on one side, therefore she can't hear. Of course, she was embarrassed yep. and she apologized. But there are a lot of this kind of... Uh, misconception, misunderstanding. Yeah, this, this unnecessary tension, right? Yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. if you just kind of take a step back and just say if yeah. somebody didn't hear you or didn't get it correctly it's okay yeah. there's always an amicable way to, to fix the situation yeah. right there's no need to get so kind of emotionally yeah. charged or, or whatever okay I think this is more it's not a, more of a issue on you know understanding and empathizing us it's more of an issue within um, personal so yeah, I must yeah. say that person that, that that got angry is very stressed mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But it's really yeah. more of a personal well-being and stuff. Because I also get mad. Come on, I drive car and I horn at people sometimes. <laughs> uh, right. What yeah. the hell? Can you give way? Why you drive me so slow or whatsoever? Right? It, happens. Yeah. it happens when you're late for something. It happens when you're stressed. It happens when you're not having a good day. So, it takes mm. time to crap. Yeah. If someone is not having a good day, it's making better for that person. Uh. Mm. If that person wants to continue telling you that he's not having a good day, then too bad for him or her. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you've already done your part there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And now let's, uh, we, we'll get uh, talking a little bit more about your your, your struggles with perhaps mm. like self-esteem and, and confidence mm. in your earlier yep. years. Absolutely. Mm. Speaking to you now, uh, mm. I, I hear no sign of you struggling with uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Your, your self-confidence you're so articulate you speak so passionately about things that you believe mm-hmm. in but before we go there uh, mm-hmm. tell us what is your relationship with music how do you get started with it and like you said you are 80% deaf but yet mm-hmm. somehow music speaks so deeply to you mm-hmm. and why, why is that? Mm-hmm. so I feel that everybody has their avenue of refrain, expression, mm. so whether is it something to hold them back or something for them to express themselves. Mm. So basically, in Chinese, it's called Fa Xie Okay. The avenue of, of yeah, just letting it go, letting mm. it all out. Yeah. So for me, it was playing music mm. or listening to music. Okay. When I was in primary school, I will, I will stop it into my ears, the small little earpiece and mm. turn on the max volume so that I can hear that 20% of whatever that I can hear. Right. And I just calm myself down by doing that. Mm. And then by poly days, I start playing the piano a bit. I self-taught myself. So a lot of this music that was being done, that I heard in the past, 
the genre of it, the, the melody of it and all, I actually kind of like replicated on the piano to make myself feel better. Okay. So that was that was how it went about. Right. Yeah. So everybody has their own platform. Yeah. Um of course you won't hear people sharing their weakness all the time and, and yeah, the vulnerabilities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm. But but for me it should be the piano, it should be you know, music and definitely one of the areas where it helps me uh plenty. Mm. Yeah. So, yep, and now I'm on a more like uh, open mind. I don't mm. really play that much piano anymore, but when I do get into negative situations, I talk to people because sometimes I draw energy from being able to help others. So mm. I find that as a unique trait of mine. Right. And as long as I'm able to help others, uh, I'm able to carry on with life doing things that I had to overcome. Yeah. Mm. And with this idea that, like you said, you just, uh, you enjoyed listening to music. Music was a form of, uh, I would say, therapy or an escape yeah. for from uh, what what you are facing, maybe the daily grinds and the, and the, and the reality of things. Yeah. And then moving on to actually teaching yourself how, how to play an instrument at any yeah. point, were, were there questions that you're asking yourself that, you know, mm. I'm, I am I can't hear 100%. Therefore, I will not be able yeah. to learn an instrument. Yeah. So at the, at the last, at the piano, you know, the last few keys on the right, it pretty much high pitch. I wasn't able to hear them. Mm. So, so I had to, sometimes I was just playing a little bit noisily and people were, help give me comments that it doesn't sound very pleasant. Mm. So I will just take note of that and see what I can do with it using my emotions instead right. of just my ears. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I do doubt to myself that I can't do it, but when I first played in a concert and everybody stood up and clapped, and even asked me for the score sheet, Mm. And I, this was your original composition, or yeah, and this was a original composition called mm. the Bridge of Freedom. Okay. Um, and that helps me a lot because mm. that pulls up myself as them to want to do something more mm. within music. Yeah. So, of course, afterwards I got busy with inclusive arts movement and and others other stuff. So so it didn't progress any further than you know uh, learning how to use uh, music. The, the online tools like Pro Tools Logic, you know, things like uh, the software. I, I just went on to knowing how to do it, try it out, and then like, it's kind of like stop there so that right. I can focus more on helping people with, with my passion. Yeah. Mm. And this, whenever you receive not-so-nice words from... Mm. the the people that are surrounding you maybe in mm. uh in your in poly days when you're playing the piano where were this uh feedback coming from were, were they personal was it because you you missed the note then they got super mm. critical uh did mm. they tell you that because of your limitations mm. you shouldn't I, I be doing this I won't go into details right. because I, some people who are listening to this might be the very same people who have <laughs> who have gone through with me during my during my holidays. Yeah. Right. So 
So, let's just say this. Mm. The feedback that are coming from people, right? It comes from people who have a few very strong personality to themselves. Okay. It can be pride. Right. It can be perfectionism. Okay. It can be the desire to state to the larger group. It can be also a desire to help and a desire to to love. Mm. I have all kind of feedbacks. I got supports also. I also have negative feedbacks. But right. do you know all the words that people have said about me or all the words that people that have said about to anyone else, people remember them forever because people remember how you made them feel forever. Mm. Yeah. So that is very important. So during the period that I felt and I continue to feel their words till today, right, I always ask myself why did they do that instead of being sad about what people have said about me. Mm. And that actually opens my mind a lot into thinking in other people's perspective a little bit more. Yeah. Right. So it's very interesting mm. yeah, because afterwards I realized that, oh, this person might be very, very protective of his pride, which is okay. He's not wrong. So that is why he might say something to protect himself and make him feel a bit more inferior. I don't know. Or less inferior. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Mm. So I just tell myself that, yeah, people are just like this. But in nature, people are all nice. It's just that there's a cause and effect to to what makes them different and what makes them who they are today. La. Right. Yeah, so so I continue to believe in humanity. I continue mm-hmm. to um, do this kind of reflection now and then. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the good intentions but coming off the wrong way, basically. Yes. Correct. And they don't realize that it might somehow hurt, hurt the other party. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, yeah. So, so there's one thing for everybody to practice and preach. Uh, it's, it's not something that we take overnight. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I, I wish I can be as kind of open-minded and at zen. <laughs> Sometimes things really frustrate me and uh, I mean, yeah. of course, you, you need to take some time to kind of uh, yeah. empty out that that sort of frustrations yeah. and yeah. and things like that. But yeah, I mean, you put it really well and how you manage to overcome and cope with this feedback, good or bad that comes your way. I mean, I mean, these are all techniques that I know. But applying it is always challenging. Yeah. Even for me myself. Yeah. Mm. But but it's a good way lah to know and and probably try apply. Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, you then went on to uh, okay after facing all this good bad feedback. Mm. So obviously, uh, standing ovations to performances, people loving the music that you have written, and also the negative things. What mm. motivated you to mm. start Inclusive Arts Movement? To think that instead of caving in, I'm now going to take the step forward and mm. try to convene and lead a community. Because you could have easily just be like, ah, you know, this music thing, it was fun mm. and all, but, you know, now time to move on to other things, right? Why, why is this thing important to you? Mm. I think from my perspective of life is that it's very important to live life without regrets. So to me, 
the regrets in life would then be doing something that I know wasn't of uh wasn't something purposeful, which is part of my value, my principles in life. Mm. Or rather or also if I don't have uh if I already have a knowledge on something or an existing issue and I didn't act on it. Mm. That would be a regret. So to me I think it's very important to live life without regrets. Right. It includes doing whatever you want to try in life, you know, exploring different things and and for me in my case is to try to achieve uh, at least a, a difference in the community through my own efforts. Mm. Uh, and also a sustainable one uh, in the mm. sense that I can do this every day and also like take care of my family, take care of uh, all aspects of life right. or taking care of people as well. Mm. Teaching them how to fish for fish, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also building a CSR 4.0 where I build a community of people who mm. can exchange information among one another in the community. Right. Yeah, because you can't do anything alone, right? So, <laughs> yes. so yeah. So that is my vision, and I hope to achieve that all before the end of my the end of our lifespan. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Uh, now, you have taken on a couple of jobs, right? So obviously, yeah. uh, inclusive uh, inclusive arts movement is something yeah. that's related to to the art scene. It related to yeah. music, and uh, yeah. a lot of the listeners to this podcast, they are musicians yeah. and they are yeah. like me. We are trained or we go yeah. to school to learn how to play at an yeah. instrument. We spend a lot of time trying mm-hmm. to work on our craft to become better musicians. But there are a lot of other things that goes along with our work that we are mm-hmm. not so good at. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, in our first sort of uh, interactions uh, through an email, you also mentioned a couple of keywords like... Mm-hmm. Uh, funding applications, stakeholder management, uh, oh, sponsorship, okay. and things like that, right? Yep. So, uh, how has your your different jobs taught you about these other factors that are important to mm-hmm. building a sustainable career? And mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the disconnect between a musician or an artist versus an organization? Why do we sometimes, uh, we, we can't get our point across to these organizations to support us? I think musicians have a lot of things to express on our instruments, but have very little to express with other people. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think the first thing to try is to get out of the comfort zone and talk to other people. Mm. Uh, of course, you can only choose one, so you can't do everything. Uh. Mm. Um, but if you have time, get out of your comfort zone, talk to people, because building networks enable you to understand a lot of things and a lot of opportunities out there, which you can fight on to try and put an effort in them. Yeah, but for my case, I thought I can do everything, but I realized that I cannot. So, what? Uh, my second piece of advice would then be, uh, work with some. If you have a dream, work with someone who has the right skill sets. Yeah. In fact, you can talk to me. You have a dream. I can even. I might even be able to pair you up with anyone who might have the right skill set to help you to to you know uh, 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 get to the goal of yours together. Mm. Yeah. So it's quite entrepreneurial, uh, The rest of the stuff, you know, going yeah. into the market the industry, building a community. Mm. Yeah. Uh, why you need to set up a podcast, or why you need to set up a, a YouTube, or why you need to. Uh, why is it important to give free sharing sessions? Or why is it important to... Yeah, it's, it's a lot about different things that you need different support 
Mm. Even now, I realize that I need a whole uh, party to come in and help me out with my marketing fund and you know things like that. I can't do it alone. Yeah. Uh, I need a business partner to help me fund the sales and you know. Mm. So, um, not trying to stretch myself too thin, but it's very yeah. very important to know that you can't do everything alone. Absolutely. Very very important. Yeah. I think this idea of outsourcing is something also I, I shared my idea of outsourcing in uh, a previous episode uh, in, mm. in the past I always thought that outsourcing was something that you do when you run out of time mm. right so yeah. when you run out of time then you can want to free up some time you get some people in to do this particular task that you think that you can let go but actually a lot of a lot about outsourcing is about finding partnership and also people who can do the job better than you right yeah yeah, yeah that, that too if they can do a job better than you yes yeah because there there comes to a point like you said we can't do everything we are good at certain things and that's mm. th- that's why we are at where we are in our life at the moment but yeah. there are other things that perhaps it's not necessary you have it's good to have the knowledge but mm. it's not necessary for you to be that hands-on for the entire yeah. process, right? Yeah. yeah. Can, can you just go through briefly the different mm. jobs that you have had? Uh, not you, We don't have to go into right. the specific, but the general scope of work, what you, were you dealing with and what it developed over time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, both in community engagement events, international events, concerts, and I also have been involved a lot in... Uh, volunteering, uh, volunteering in the pay or like helping the elderly, helping the youth, things like that. Yeah, uh, I also went to quite a bit of um, community volunteers. So like you know, being part of a community like uh, a group, Telegram group or WhatsApp group, and being involved in in some advisory roles on how certain projects should be executed or can be executed yeah, mm. and where to look for support and 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 and, and fundings or sometimes uh, linking them to different people to, to work things out yeah. um, other things include the, some of the old business that I do like the bartending business mm. so this involves a lot of knowing how to do sales effectively looking market research all this yeah. I also be involved in some entrepreneurial Symposium, so like the Youth Entrepreneurship uh, Symposium. Mm-hmm. So that involves in uh, facil- in in managing the facilitators, teaching the young entrepreneurs uh, how to craft out some of their business model, how to prepare for their pitching, things like that. Um, and that's pretty much. I'm also actively involved in some of the upcoming plans, like to do a. a to be a community within like um, uh, I can't disclose it yet. Okay. So like right. maybe, yeah, a community where there will be book closures and all, and then there will be like a program every week, you know, to to showcase to showcase some... yeah to showcase all the social related stuff. Ah, I see. So quite social driven, I would say quite uh event driven. Mm. Uh, and I do freelance. Video editing, that's the one thing that I almost forget. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I do. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a, a plate. Your plate sounds like really, really full, 
And it's a good thing, right? That you can mention all these things and then you realize, oh yeah, then I also do this thing that I almost forgot. <laughs> That's always a good sign. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Now, let's talk about uh, inclusive arts movement and what are, where are you going from here with, with the organization? Are we going to keep this model for the time being? Are we looking for expansion? Uh, disclose as much as you you can and you would like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm actively looking for partners. So if you if anyone is interested in building a sustainable model with me to do like a showcase or collaboration of music of musicians hmm. together with a group of uh, PWDs or different musicians mm-hmm. in uh, leading up okay leading up to a call to action it can be anything it can be a concert it can be workshop or it can be it can be anything that people want to attend so basically doing something to showcase to the public and getting them to support the cause at the end of the day right whether it's in monetary value or attendance value participant patientary value mm. yeah feel free to discuss with me because the next big thing that we want to do is to build very strong portfolios of people who deserve to be seen yep people who deserve to be shut out and who deserve to be put on the limelight on stage and we want to entice audience and we want to show audience that you know we can do something amazing that is worth your time Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. so that is something that we want to build, and I I will share with you one very strong, uh, thing about why is it that we believe this will work out, although, or uh, despite everybody believe that this uh struggling community in Singapore is the fact for the music community, um, I we believe that we can do it because we know that the viewers want one thing, and that is the hunger. Or stories mm. okay it may it might sound like a childhood dream or you know but honestly stories is the way to go almost anywhere if you start a business you also need a story yeah if you need some inspiration you need a story yes if you watch your tv drama every day on netflix it's because there's a story to it story is in our everyday lives and we are there to value add to the community by creating stories of mm. a very high value yeah. yeah, and when I say high value, it's really like quality videos, quality music videos with behind the scenes, you know, and coming up with team building elements with integrated programming and really very close person-to-person understanding, day-to-day community building, asking them out, go out with you, you know, so it's, it's going to be very strong. Mm. We just need that money, we just need that support. Yep. And we just need more people to join us and support us in this movement. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you're, so, you're, you're laying some so, really yeah. fantastic groundwork already. Yeah. 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 So for anybody, yeah, anybody who wants to, you know, interested in fundraising for us, with us, interested to join us as a talent, interested to throw in ideas with me, sit down have a coffee, chat with me anytime. Mm. Uh, of yeah. course, I try my best. <laughs> but yeah. just, yeah, chat Absolutely. with me. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Speaking to you, 
your your ideas and and your thoughts are so clear mm-hmm. and they are so articulate, right? So mm-hmm. I I'm I'm intrigued, and this is just for my my own knowledge as well. You spoke about things like, oh, you know, you have to write these ideas down. You talk, talk about mind maps and things like that. Do you set aside particular time of your mm. day of the week or whatever it is to just sit down and think and focus on, you mm. know, uh, ideas yeah. or thinking and exploring different possibilities? Is, yeah. is that a, a very important ritual for you? Very important, but you can't do it every day. Not if you suffer from burnout and you start downing yourself with beers right. and I don't know <laughs> just trying to to you know distress and decouple for a bit it's, right. it's not something I should do every day mm. so do it well one time and, and stay on that path until you really need to change your idea yeah mm. <laughs> yeah very <laughs> challenging okay. yeah so it's just sit down burn your coffee burn your tea and <laughs> Yeah. Spend the whole night in the light, in that one night and just thin and thin and thin until you go crazy. And then the <laughs> next day, you have to rest. Trust yes. me, the next day you have to rest. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because when we are working, we are not thinking mm. in a way, right? So yeah. having that space, creating that space for us to, to think about our how we bring our projects to the next level, yeah. I think is also quite important. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it's a great chat, uh, Ron. Uh, before yeah, I let you thanks. go, I just want to talk yeah. about just one more thing. Yeah. And that is the word uh, dignity. So I, I've came across this word uh, recently mm-hmm. in, a, in a course. Yeah. And of course, yeah. uh, in my case, dignity yeah. refers to the work yeah. of a freelancer. So this means that um, having dignity, having people respect the work that you do and not have the, the idea that because yeah. you, you you cannot get full-time employment, therefore you yeah. are now a freelancer. That yeah, sort of yeah. idea. And I think this word dignity would resonate quite deeply with you when it comes to yeah. the work that you're doing and having yeah. digni- uh, restoring dignity yeah. for the differently abled musicians. So yeah. is this something that you, you think about? Do you feel strong about this? Yeah. I think it's a very important, it's an important word. I don't usually or often hear it. Um, mm. But last that I know, I heard about the education and the education is also a social enterprise that uh, help people, that, that employs people like us into the, the F&B scenes. Mm. Uh, and and um, dignity is a, is a very strong word that they have used for their social enterprise. Mm. We really demonstrate why it's important uh, to understand people like us and yep. what it really means by dignity within these individuals. So hearing from you now, this word is also, to me, is also a, uh, another reflection point uh, on why things are happening within inclusive arts movement mm. and what are some of the objectives that we have. So so thanks for that. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I think uh, from, from the from my point of view, looking at what you have done, I think so much of it, whether you have thought about it consciously or not, mm-hmm. it is restoring and it is providing these mm. people who have joined your community mm. to have that sense of dignity, to be seen not as lesser, to be seen yeah. as equal, to be yeah. viewed as having a talent, is to be viewed as having this ability to express themselves through music. 
And I think that yep. is really, really powerful. Do you have, uh, of course, there is the workshops that you, uh, that you conduct. Yeah. Do you have mm. any other tips when it comes to collaborating with um, this mm. wide spectrum of uh, ability yeah. musicians? Right, how yeah. how can people be more empathetic and mm. sensitive without mm. being patronizing? And what I mean mm. by that is that, for example. Yeah, you have hearing impairment, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you were to be given, if they say, oh, mm-hmm. um, Ron it has mm-hmm. a hearing impairment, so yeah. we'll give him 30 minutes more to complete a yeah. test. So mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the intentions of it, it's it's fine, right? It's, it's a good thing. But the, yeah. the sub, uh, when you read between the lines, yeah. it's also a little bit, Yep. Um, disempowering because cognitively yep. you have nothing wrong yep. right you can completely complete the test mm. at the same time so yep. maybe this is not a good example but yeah how can we yeah, go about this in a, yeah, in a in a sensitive way so we have to understand the number of people that we are targeting for the product or service or program for example here we are talking about PSLE Right, we are talking about conducting PSI for primary six students. Primary six students, how many of them are Chinese, Malay, Indian, or or whatever ethnic groups? Right, how many mm. of them are there? How many of them are blind and things like that? Yeah. So we now know that we always have to customize a program based on the bigger market, right? I mean, mm. that's how everything works and that's how business works also. Yeah. However, we have this minority market that can that cannot be cannot be left out, right? Yes. That must that we have to also pay attention to because at the end of the day we are a community. Mm. So uh, so for a community we want we, we need to pay attention to everyone and everybody is equally important because who knows one day it might be one of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Mm. So so the point here is that. You need to start going forward to these people and really by case by case basis, uh, really understand what they need by talking with them and communicating with them. Mm. Even before the, for example, even before PSRE begins, right? You already know if this person might require this or that assistance. You don't have to mm. structureize the program so that you can accommodate to all of them. But you just right. need to make sure that the person. It's already, you know, being well, it's already being part of the community and already as part of the community, you know and understand person enough to implement something different or to mm. propose something different. Yeah. Okay. So it's very important. Community integration is very important. Very, mm. very important. That should come first, even before we talk about, you know, uh, building a program or what, because that will solve the problem of, you know, that in between the lines, you were saying like people thinking like, oh, they are not, they are being uh, looked at differently. That's why they have to have 30 minutes extra time, things like that, you know. Mm. Some people might need to have that 30 minutes extra time. Some people don't need. Yeah. Or some people don't want, right? Mm. So yes. how to know that is really through community building, through understanding a person, through, mm. through, through building the, this platform, uh, even in school, in workplace, in anywhere else. Uh, yeah. Building and understanding right from the start, you know. Mm. And it doesn't take one day. 
你当然得兄弟 ，everything 得兄弟哎，男女朋友一天就交了，好，花一个月就去兄弟 ，second day get married 有一点，第二 day get pregnant 有一点，好，兄弟都兄弟得单独有一点 ，so exactly all this takes time to build. It's not, it's to me, I really don't think it's about coming out with the program to customize for 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 this group and making making a requirement, making a rule or what. It should be something optional. If you realize that. If we have a lot of people, it can be optional. This、mm. still can be something of question to that individual itself. It's very important.、Correct. Whether generally able or PWD differently, but whoever like、mm. Singapore, we don't. We are Asian, Malay, ma Chinese, Malay, Indian, whoever. We、yeah. also top the line normally, ma. We don't like oh specifically this one, that one cannot or what, right?、Mm. Unless、yeah. it's again their religious belief, of course we are custom, ma. But、Correct. then if it's anything else. Then of course we go very deep into understanding a person, building、mm-hmm. friendship, and from、yeah. there understand what is it that is needed. Correct. Yeah. For them, yeah, yeah. because we care and they care for us equally too.、Mm. Unless you're the、right. embarrassing, uh, Niam Poly lecturer <laughs> <laughs> that tells people whether they can be together with whoever. That、yeah. guy's probably stressed, lah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, and and having a weird sense of entitlement, right? Yeah, but、uh, I think what what you mentioned is is critical, and at the heart of it、mm-hmm. is to not assume anything, but to communicate、mm-hmm. with whoever we are trying to work with or collaborating with,、yeah. and have that understanding yeah. Yeah. and catering to whatever needs、yes. that they require, right? right? Just by、yes. assuming that oh, because. Of、uh, a particular condition, therefore、yeah. we have to change the parameters, and、yeah. can rub people off the wrong way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff.、Uh, this has been an absolutely wonderful chat, Ron. I will not keep you any longer. You.、Uh, time、no、absolutely flew by.、Uh, you're absolutely inspiration.、Uh, the work that you do is really amazing, and、uh, I, I, I think I'll be in touch with you more to speak more about whatever you have shared. Sure, your work amazing too. Keep on going. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. So with that, thank you to all of you who are listening. Thank you for staying with us throughout this episode, and most importantly, thank you for your attention. It is very much appreciated. And with that, we will sign off on this episode of You Play a What. You have been listening to You Play a What, hosted by Vincent Tan. If you enjoyed this episode. Please hit the subscribe button so that you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends if you feel so inclined. The theme music for the podcast is entitled Midnight Affairs and is composed by Algirdas Matonis and recorded by Vincent Tan. Thank you so much for listening to You Play or What. Until next time. I'm gonna go get some more.